0: we'll finish up, you're going for an interview with Calm soon, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, That's
2: fantastic, by the way.
1: isn't that a story itself? It's a story about uh, calm uh, have given me a bit of stress. So it's not gonna go <laughs> it's been stressful dealing with calm. <laughs> it's not gonna go exactly <laughs> as I wanted, but there is an interview and some other stuff. But crucially, the song. <laughs> Everything in there is research and stuff that helped me. Killer Killer Podcast.
2: (laughs) KillerKellerofficial.com You need the Keller Vision app. 24-7 mini documentaries, podcasts, live shows, DJ live streams, top fives, subscription packages, plus products for all your podcasts and street culture sports. Download it from the app store for free today. Beatbox created. Killer Killer. And we need to talk about world music.
1: Culture Killer
2: Caller Podcast It's pretty crazy no, <laughs> that's You're Oh that's harsh. Curve, <sighs> harsh the friendship in here runs deep Ladies and gentlemen Killer Caller Podcast live and direct Central London as central as you need to be Choose to be, want to be, you don't want to be anywhere else Trust me, big shout out to all the original Sharing is caring, you know what time it is. It's that time of year where we should be getting Bigger and bigger meaning For Tell a friend to tell a friend Hold tight at graffitikings.co.uk, big shout out to everyone that's got the television app, free download, street culture. That's what we're all about on that app, and we're all about on this show. Yeah, we've got some special guests inside the place. It's a, it's a combo. It's a combo. And I've only got two mics to work with it. <laughs> we've all records is most definitely inside the place. We have uh, two uh, members of the camp, shall we say. Jester, Jester Jacobs, uh, one hello comedian, MC, rapper, uh, artist in his own right. And then of course we have production, Supernova, uh, London Zoo's original, The Mighty Forms inside the place. How are we gentlemen?
1: Good, bro. Wonderful, good.
2: wonderful! Yeah. Thank you for having us. I not call you
0: an arsehole then. But you said artist. <laughs> who me? Yeah, I nearly. I thought
2: he was going to slip up. But... <laughs> hey, listen. I treat them with the greatest respect.
1: I mean, the thank the you. Banter so. is red hot already from you. Already,
2: bro. You guys are scary because I mean, I've had comedians in before, right? I mean, <laughs> who have you had? Right. So I've had. I'll decide if Sipa. they're a comedian. Supers come through, yeah, and right, you you t- I tell you what it is: you've, got to, very hot, care- you've, got, to, you've got to be very careful. You got got to be very. Careful, because yeah. you're, you can't out-banter a comedian. Just hands down, it just doesn't work. Bro, it's a nightmare working with this guy sometimes.
0: It's like he just never laughs, and it's like... But That's he laughs at the most random, fucked-up stuff out of nowhere. You, like what? I don't know, bro. I just remember just like, that those sessions, it was just like... You're, you're so funny that it's really... It's, it's, it's hard around you, bro, I ain't gonna no lie. You
2: drain man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no, he said he drained man. Oh, Absolutely hilarious
1: hard. to have that from you, of all people. <laughs> fucking human drain. Can you curse on this? Say, I'm not going to curse is, anymore. This it's, is, you know, this is, this is your best podcast. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love you Keith, but you are, you're a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I mean, why don't you share with the listeners the one thing you're supposed to bring to this that you failed to do? I brought you. No, the sound card. No, 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 no. Because no, then we would have had three it's, it's mics.
0: banging, bro. Three mics would look stupid, bro. I made a, an executive decision, bro. It's
1: all blessed.
2: Jester, what's the, what is the comedian that genuinely makes you laugh it frequently?
1: Would, it would be Norm Macdonald, RIP. Ah. He just put out a special yesterday that he recorded prior to his death. Oh, <laughs> he no. did it in his living room, like and this. this. When did, did he die? He died, oh, man, well was a few months ago. I was watching my friend do Live at the Apollo, mm. good comedian, Tom yeah. Ward.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, I got some texts from a bunch of people because they know that I love the guy, and they were like, Norm, Norm, Norm. I was like, fuck. Couldn't believe it. He had cancer for nine years and didn't tell anybody. Wow. Nine years? I think it's nine, yeah. Many years. And, yeah, uh, that just makes me love him even more because that's the ultimate Norm joke, really, that you were actually dying the whole time.
2: It's, it's well, yeah, when it's... It's a it's it's a heavy thing to
1: carry, isn't it? Absolutely, I would uh, I would take it like the coward I am. I would tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> I'd want benefits, uh, yeah. you know, like I'd like need I want I'd want more gigs out of it. Mm. everything. Mm. I wouldn't wait till I was dead.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a very humble way to go,
1: isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And he's just the funniest man ever, funniest guy. That's my favorite comic. Uh, I like Bill Burr, too. Yeah. Who else? Bill Burr's awesome. No one in England. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm no, who was it? There was a <laughs> what's the name
2: Was the the Irish comedian? There was an older Irish comedian. I mean, this is um, going, going in a bit broad there, Kells, but what a, <laughs> there, there was this guy back in the mid-90s that used to always be on TV, uh, grey haired guy, glass, I think he had glasses, always had a cigarette in his hand. He was awesome, man. something Alan, didn't he have like a thing? Alan, like, was, someone, yeah, yeah, Cooper yeah. Keep yeah. know, you know. Allen. not Keith Allen, it was someone. something Alan. I know you yeah. mean Yeah, comment below, you'll know what I'm talking no, about. No, yeah,
1: yeah. A... The guy that would sit in the armchair and just say stuff. Right?
2: No, 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 that's, that's Father Ted, isn't it? I oh, am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you mean, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, George Carlin, has another, there's another bona fide. I would say that I would put him in the, the high ranking of...
1: Yeah, I haven't watched too much Carlin. People try and make me, put me on him, but I haven't done it yet. Oh,
2: Really? It's
1: mm.
0: Bill and
2: Ted. Yeah, Bill I haven't Ted. seen Bill
1: and Ted.
0: He was in the first two, wasn't he? Uh-huh. I didn't know anything about him till years later when I found out he was a comedian because the internet came about, and I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Bill and
2: Ted." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I had the same sort of experience. Oh, yeah. You, Greatly, yeah. There was an era, a whole era of, of our childhood, especially in the mid to late 90s where you suddenly wake up to the fact that technology's taught you something yeah, to, yeah, more yeah, than yeah. it does now. It's like, yeah, what? So what, that person was that all yeah. along? I had no idea that he did that as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, it all becomes one big tapestry, doesn't it? It
0: does, yeah. Mm.
2: Mm. And uh, this tapestry, tapestry can also be uh, uh transcended into this subject that we're going into right now. Uh You guys... You've got a lot of guises, got a lot of hats that you put on, haven't you? You've got obviously we've got the comedic values, we've got the production, we've got the different crews that we all you know, partake in. Obviously, revorg, archetype, revorg, and Moose was,
1: Funk Squad. I get told I don't shout it out enough, so I'm just getting it. Okay, there. i was, just <laughs> shouted <laughs> that out. Just so like, Particularly so archetype Moose from <laughs> Moose. He says I never mention it in <laughs> <laughs> interviews, uh, any podcast I'm on, I forget to mention it. So it's while it. that's <laughs> on my mind, I'm in I'm in Moose <laughs> Funk Squad. Yeah. We have a. A project, National Geographic shit. That's very good. Other projects are available. Do you Moose what I'm funk squad.
2: So for those of you who are just joining us in the, the intro to these gentlemen, it goes without saying. Like, you you guys can't just hold hold it down on one straight project, can you? Like, you you're fully creative force of doing all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, fully. I mean, I've been through it, even when we been working on this. I mean, this record took me and Joe a few years. And
2: name uh, the record. The
0: uh, grindfulness. Yeah, it took us a few years to yeah. do this purely because. Like, Joe's a really funny guy and comedy rap is a real funny area mm. and it can be not good music within a year if you don't tread a very fine line of what the jokes are or, or how you approach the jokes. So with this, it was, it took a long time, didn't it, bro? But we, like, we made maybe, maybe like 50 tracks and we took it down mm-hmm. to 10. And I think we made another side EP called State of the Art, which is out on Shadow Player Records. Go check that out. But it was about like you know getting it down to ten really important ideas, and then Joe sort of started weaving this thing about mental health through it in a really interesting way yeah you
1: know it really yeah it, it, you it's know, not it was, really a funny album it's fun, like some of the themes are funny some of the lines are funny but it's, it's actually it's a really a very serious album. <laughs> it's a pretty dark album <laughs> yeah it's got a nice happier ending I'd say, but the whole thing is kind of flipping tropes on their head really so there's a song about you know, partying with pills, but it's about anti well they antidepressants. Yeah. Big up the antidepressant crew. So it's like about instead of uh what are the ones that people take? Zans. Like Zans and um I've never had a Zan. Nah. nah. Or lean. I'd like both, if possible at one point. <laughs> <laughs> just to see what it's like, really. Yeah, I've heard that the uh the lean particularly is delicious. Mm i just, I just got Keith has had it I've
2: got introduced to Wagwan drink today
1: Wagwan drink yeah
2: you never had this thing it's a 17.5 proof alcohol in a small like smaller than a Purdy's bottle wow this thing is designed to take you to one place and <laughs> <or> one place <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah 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 where'd you get it from corner shop Wagwan
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you go in and just ask for someone did he say I've got some Wagwan yeah it's,
2: it's like the same price as a bottle of wine who introduced you to guaguan, though? Rinse a whole time, rinse alone. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> well, I've never seen this in my life. I would, I'm would. i going to pick some up. I'm going to take you to my dealer afterwards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I know, some I'd imagine some zan and some guaguan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> some zan. Is that how you do it? Yeah, is it some zan? It? Some zan. I like some... some zan, please. Can I have some zan <laughs> and a guaguan, please?
2: <laughs> um, mental health. Yeah, I think, mm. I think we've all been at that point, or the juncture in our life where you the the vacancy in your head, the, uh, well, it's all internalized. That's fully, bruv, it's like, only going on in that head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you think that it's written that way, and it's playing out to a normal, everyday yeah, yeah. scenario, but it's not. Hmm. It's almost like uh, it becomes an echo chamber, doesn't it?
0: Fully, fully. I mean, we we were one of the tracks on this album, the the, the title track, Grindfulness, um <coughs> We made the track and Joe came to, with the concept of making a really angry sounding rhyme tune about self-help and relaxation, mm. but in a really aggressive way, mm. you know, and the tone being aggressive, but everything that comes out of mouth is really about how to help yourself, mm. really, really internally help yourself. You know, without, you know, just in yourself, how you, things you can do, you know, but so the juxtaposition of the angriness and the thing really sort of, and that's how we would lead into that sort of thing to do with Calm. that he's, he's got an interview with um, Calm, the mental health charity, because when we were doing the video for that track, I've actually, when, when I finished the song, Joe said, I'd made the but, you know, I don't really make too many grime tunes. I make this grime tune. He's like, all right, now can you make a 30-second ambient part for the ending? And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. So I just had to make this weird ambient Brian Eno-esque type of mm, ending. Mm, mm, mm. And when we were doing the video and we saw all the sh- sort of the shots from the video and the, the early versions, it was like, oh, it would be a really good idea to put up just the char- charity names at the end of the video in this calm bit.
2: Mm.
0: You know, just, just to... Just to and, then, ah. and then Joe said, oh, maybe we should reach out to calm. And then now we're at a point where you're, you know... Might as well finish up You're going for an interview With Calm soon Aren't you the,
1: the <coughs> Yeah I mean That's
2: fantastic but
1: well, let's, Isn't that a story It's a story about Calm uh, Have given me A bit of stress <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the reasonable. irony in the So irony. it's not going to go stressful with calm.
2: <laughs> It's not going to go Exactly <laughs> As I wanted But
1: There is an interview And some other stuff But crucially The song Everything in there Is research And stuff that helped me Like I would say that the album is actually a sequel probably to my first ever album, which I did in 2008, called Mental Disorder. And I wrote it, like, probably in the grips of a lot of undiagnosed mental health issues, like drug abuse, fucking depression, anxiety. and It didn't even... No one was talking about mental health. No just wasn't now like it's it. just a yeah. buzzword and people throw it around like it's nothing yeah. but... At that time especially not rap music. I never heard anything talking about that kind of stuff, so I was very mm. honest and open. I never knew that. Yeah. Like, that was... I had a lot of... Uh, I remember that album. That was the first time I heard one of your tunes. I remember mm.
0: that album. Well,
1: a lot of stuff about... that. There was a song on there about pills. Mm. Ecstasy pills. I was fucking beaning up all the time. But really? Like dealing with the aftermath of it, and then it's funny that this, this album goes full circle, and it's kind of... I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable, understand myself a lot more and um, I'm in tune with my abilities with songwriting mm. and what I'm trying to do. Very the first cool. one was like a fluke, and yeah. this one is, you know, it took a long time, but I really feel like they're a good companion piece.
2: What's the calm down of Taking Ecstasy? Is there a calm down? It fucking was for me. Was, Talk to me about it was that.
0: What it's was horrible. This? What took you like, I mean, look, yeah, it depends... But back, I mean, I haven't done it in a long time. But the the day he's still on
1: one of his come down. <laughs> <sorry. Yeah.
0: laughs> but the day after was always just a real mental struggle. I mean, it's a self-imposed one. Mm. So you've only got yeah. yourself to blame for it. Do you know I had, what I mean? There's no yeah, the feeling too sorry them for them. it. Yeah, exactly. There's no. I had to. No uh, feeling sorry.
1: I had to stop taking kind of a lot of the weirder drugs because when I started doing comedy, it would just remove any faculties I had for being a adequate comedian. Mm. Like, the serotonin would be so depleted. Mm. If you're getting heckled, if I wasn't on a comedown, I'd be able to say, well, yeah, well... But because I'd had a big sesh, mm. it was all just... just His synapses burned <laughs> away. Someone would say, you're shit. And I'd say, yeah, I am, actually, I'm awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fair enough. I'll get my hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: there's some balances in life that you've just got to accept as part of your... Uh, whether they're positive or negative, they're part of your personality traits. And like, mm. if you're if you're if you're really quick witted and able to like snap at somebody, you snapping at you, yeah, remove that, and it's like it's like removing a joint, isn't it? That's, just, <laughs> that, that's part of the comedian DNA, isn't it?
0: Lately, I've been watching some of your reels, and it's all been you really quick witted yeah, reaction like. with the yeah. with the audience. Yeah, some sorry, ways. Uh, they're really good reels, man. Thanks, man.
1: Really? I, I'm doing reels now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do. Five re- years later. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do reels. TikTok in four years. No, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Yeah, I just put the reels on TikTok. <laughs> how
0: know?
2: much of it? How much of it do you care about that kind of thing? I mean, for music and for comedy, it's how it's much? It's sad how
0: much you have to not, not care, but it's sad how much you have to be aware that it will affect how your product will be heard and where and when yeah. and if yeah. you know yeah. that you know there was. There, there was an artist I saw recently on, on, on TikTok, funny enough, that came up on my um, on my Instagram and it said, and it was showing her talking about how she sold 125 million records for, for, for big record labels. I don't know who the artist was, an American singer. And she said that the, the new song that she's had a video for for like three months, they won't release it until she does a TikTok. Yeah. So the TikTok was actually her talking about how she's mm, got mm. to do a TikTok yeah. and it was so she could release it. But I was like, wow. Like Genius marketing. Labels, it was pretty smart. But just the fact that record labels now expect a TikTok with a big, Thing
1: is insane, you know. TikTok's the biggest platform, right? Yeah, well, I'd imagine it looks yeah, like.
2: I heard, heard yeah. that the, the fans are on Instagram, <coughs> but the industry's on TikTok. Wow, so let to believe.
1: Like
0: barely to Instagram as
2: they with them um, with rap and the add on of uh drug taking or the drug of choice because obviously that moves with generations, right? I, I was I watched this, um, and I'm sure you may have been. You know, you may have watched this as well, but I saw this uh, excerpt on Reels or something. I think it was a it was a pundit. It wasn't anyone too up there, American guy, and he was explaining that in in the in the early noughties, it was all about the fifty cents and those kind of that era of rappers selling the drugs. Mm. Yeah, 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 and then and, and then the new that. generation of the mumble rappers are the kids that have had yeah, the yeah, drugs. They became the <laughs> drug. They became,
0: that's what I remember talking to Mongo about that. Funny enough, a couple of years ago, that exact same thing about how it's funny about how it's it's switched full circle, and it's actually the the abuser is now the star,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whereas before it was the guy that was selling to 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 to, to help someone be an abuser yeah, to yeah. be abuser you know, to be an
1: yeah. Sometimes scary. they do both though, sell and use. I mean, I
0: think yeah. a lot of it as well just goes is is is. is it's the way that the whole internet has affected music and given everyone a platform, and mostly people who can afford to do these sort of drugs and put them online can afford to do that. And the people who were rolling from the streets back in the day when we were in- into it, mm. they're not really giving a shit about doing that sort of stuff.
2: No,
0: you know. So it's yeah, it's a, it's it's a
2: hard one. You Isn't know? it crazy about the dynamic of music and the way that? even living in London, like you have to have, you have to find that money somewhere to make ends meet, to make the music work for us. Because the working class of it all, you know, these are the ones that suffer the most because they can't get their their, their word out.
1: That's something else worth mentioning about with music and this album. Like after the first album I did, it was the first one, so it was all fun making it, great putting it out, no expectations. And then I'd say the following, in 10 years, I had the expectations of where I wanted it to be and where it would take me, yeah. who would hear it, blah, blah, blah you know, and then the reality has to meet the expectations. But uh, this was the first one where I kind of accepted my lot and it's just enough to do the music. That's enough yeah. of a privilege. And some people, if you don't clock that soon, like...
0: I think that's why it probably took so long, isn't it? Because yeah. we were just enjoying I think the so. process for a, for a few years of just, you know. And it was a really strange process for me because Joe would come... Because his songs are so sort of... Well, they're like stories in some ways, Mm. especially for this record. Um, They came... Well written already on paper, most of them. You know, a lot of the time he didn't he might have wrote a couple of ideas in in the spot, but more time he would come with pages of the songs written mm-hmm. and he'd be like, Right, I wrote that to an LP beat, can you do something like that? Or I wrote that to a Dre beat, can you do something like that? And it was like the worst nightmare of a producer for someone to come and say those sort of big boy names. And it's like, Yeah, make an LPB, make a fucking Dre beat for me mm-hmm. quickly. And it but he's the only person I've ever done that for where I've I've actually backward engineered the song. Because to me it's usually like I bring my part to it, you connect with it, mm-hmm. and we make the song. It was because of the way Joe wrote. It was like I can't really work like that. I've got to Mm. adapt to his. He wrote to these flows and these tempos, so I've got to follow the tempo. Mm. So I'd pull up the LP beat, find the kick and the snare, dash that off, and then just make a beat around that. And uh, most of these beats were, you know, I'm not going to say what I'm not. Yeah, Gabos was him saying. Make a Dre beat The last track we ever made On the For The Record He came round And he played What was it The Eminem he goes, I was like What one is that like, The one from the Eminem Second album What was it Who Knew Who Knew So we had to get up Who Knew I had to listen to it Just to get the pump in my head Because he'd already written The song to it and then I just backwardly made the song. So all of the... Emo- I think only a couple of them, like the intro with Bricktop on, I'd, I'd already made the, the, the drilly-type beat.
1: Mm, that happened... That actually was your idea in the studio, the Bricktop song. Yeah, they were meant... The Bricktop was meant to
0: be a skit, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I, and I found it funny that he was cussing hip-hop mm-hmm. in our skit. I was like, you know what? I'll just... Let me make him into the beat. Yeah. I'll make him... Oh, sorry, so he's like, you know. Oh, yeah. So.
2: someone's I've actually held a copy of this. I mean. It's yeah, we'll leave that here for you. Great man, thank you. Um, I'm a man. I love that tune as well. Thanks, I- Bosch. Yeah, man. Look, I'm c- can I? Let me delve a little bit more into this production value of it all because I was Ooh. just looking at the side notes here and like you literally you've mixed you mixed it all as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm I'm curious because y- producers are often seldomly kind of in the forefront. Do have one here a um, chat Real with, with the MC right <laughs> do you think right I'm now? here yeah. on. <laughs> It's like, you know, you don't normally get the MC and the producer sitting at the table. Yeah, so yeah. It, so I'd like to get a bit more into like that, so it's going to be all right. Jay, it's going to be all right. He's <laughs> 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 The worst is over, trust me.
1: <laughs> but like, what, what's, what's the mechanics behind it? Like,
2: what do you look for in an MC? What is it that... What is it that...
0: To be it? honest, I actually looked for him years ago. So what it... I, I mean... Firstly, your voice has got to really connect with me, really connect, just the sound of your voice, because most of the times when I hear songs, I don't even listen to the lyrics the first three times, I'm just listening to how it interacts sonically with mm. the track, and then then I'll start listening to what they're saying, and then hopefully that's the last mm-hmm. thing, and it's like, oh God, thank God he's not talking shit, and he wasn't, and you, I remember I got a remix when I was working with, I was working with Congo Natty years ago in Brixton Jam, upstairs in the studio, and we had the same manager and he was releasing a group called Granville Sessions, was it? Mm. And they had Joe as a feature and they were making a remix album and I was like, oh, can I remix Dominoes?" And I was like, who's that guy who does verse three? And I was like, oh, it's a guy called Joe so they sent me his thing and I was like, I downloaded his albums illegally. And then, um, yeah, just then messaged him, and this is like like era, we're talking Yeah, Yeah, Morpheus times bro. So. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking good old days. But um, so then he came. We just we it took years for us to actually make music, though. I was going through a lot of turmoil with family things, and he was, you know, we, we just hadn't connected when like that yet.
1: We first yeah. did a song, we were in Jed's studio. Said, yeah, we
0: were in some guy's studio, actually. I think he was out And I and remember
1: doing the song, but I was I was really in a bad place and I wasn't I just was I wasn't down for. I any remember music. it took us
0: a long time to because it was it had just become about us becoming like quite enjoying each other's company in the yeah. studio, and it evolved to be like, you know, it was just really weird how it happened. It was just all of a sudden Joe come and said, "Look, these these because I had the fifty songs and they're just a blob of music and mm. it's quite hard to." But he just came. and He's like, "This might be the ten. And they're all about this, and I was like, "Oh shit!" We'd made, you know, we'd made some of them six months before. Mm. But until gabos came with the Dr. Dre sounding one, it was like, "Okay, that's the ten now."
1: It doesn't sound like Dr. Dre. It doesn't sound right. nothing like
0: Dr. Dre. It's it like it some... cringes me to listen to, but you know. What that one? The fact that it's like me even saying that it's like it was inspired by a Dre beat. Well,
1: uh, it, it, uh, it was only in the sense that I said I've been writing to this song. It's a banger, still. Yeah, I'll man. Be, I'll be honest <laughs> with you.
2: That is such a conceptual way of making some music.
1: Yeah, it was I, mean, I don't know if it's a good.
2: One.
0: <laughs> it it works for me away. for the time. Yeah, I wrote um, the
1: song over "Who Knew" by Eminem. What, like, why he's rapping over it? I'm writing. So you didn't have the instrumental. Yeah, it well, I not, know. I used do that quite
2: often. I don't know how you guys do. That. That. It's a weird one. It
1: doesn't always happen like that, but it can because I just a, doesn't.
2: Doesn't the rhymes that you're listening to get in the way of your
1: own? No man, it's it's all, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like I'm trying to compete with, <laughs> with who's who I'm listening to in a way. It's whatever works. That's fucking cool. I've had uh, yeah. There's all different mad things that happen with songs. Sometimes mm-hmm. they come real quick. Like the grindfulness song was written very quickly. Mm-hmm. You just get an idea, and it's like yeah. And like I did the dog rap. I wrote that when I was in the office. Really. Like twenty minutes.
2: These are the zeitgeist yeah. moments which will propel you to want to do more. It's like that, that. This is it. The...
0: We're all but we're all the way through this. He's you know. I'm working with other artists while I'm making this record as well. He's he's doing comedy shows every other fucking moment he can get time to, you know. There's it's it was almost like it was the background to our to us working, if you know what I mean. And it sort of came naturally, you know, rather than this sort of pushing to make a record because
1: yeah, that's right. It was yeah. no, we would have we would have been making it for another few more years if I hadn't just said all right, we've got yeah, to, that's it, yeah. and yeah, we got to try and take it home. And it was just one, one, two more songs. I was like, if I just write this here and this here, it balance the record out, well. tie it you? up. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when we did the first one at some guy's place, that song is called Thick, off the, a state EP. Of the
0: art EP. Yeah,
1: and that was the only song. I was like, all right, that's all right, I like that. But then after that, I think there was a gap of about two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two years. I'm a nightmare. So it's if, I, if if I don't like some, like.
0: I'm just a nightmare when it comes to that. If I'm not feeling, back. if I'm not feeling the track hundred percent, it won't
1: get finished. Really? Yeah, I wasn't I've, even really, I wasn't even really starting liking, anything. It, because, yeah, and, yeah I, was, I just wasn't making music. I wasn't pursuing anything really. It's same with Mongo. Really, when I was working with Mongo,
0: when I first started working I with I Mongo on, a right? few years, yeah, shouts to my family. Mongo. Um, it was around the time me and Joe started the first sort of sessions, and um, it took me ages to get a track out of Mongo that I liked. They were great tracks, but mm. it was like I haven't got that. The one. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Yeah, the the, the fucking Mongo track, you yeah. know? And then once we got one, it's like, boom, I know exactly what to do for you now. Mm. And, we, and we've like, I've made the Sniff and Mongo album. I've got his album sort of 80% there. Um, yeah, but he's such a great. He's artist. incredible. Like, I've, he re- can I've written sing, some of my best can, music. Yeah, that, there's a. Growl a yeah. on his voice. He is a Don. He's, he's yeah. an absolute Jew. Like, shouts to
1: Mongo, that's my mm. brother, man. Met him through Forms, and I'll never forget, I was living in Finsbury Park at the time, and he gave me a ride home. Oh, well, after no, a studio session, he, he gave me a ride right home and he's giving hand. me like it was like a guided tour of UK rap when it was coming up. I, <laughs> in. I used to hang ears, post something. Yeah. It's fucking Stop mad Because I listened to him when I was a kid before I ever started rapping. Yeah. That was one of the first voices. Mongo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So who the fuck are these dons, man? Yeah. yeah so it's crazy. It's surreal
0: when you end up working with people like that and that's why yeah. like, my, my, my it's about like getting the best because I couldn't put a half fast Mongo track out as, as forms yeah, because after all, a fan all these years. Yeah, I was a fan of what he did and I know the levels mm, as yeah. a fan. I know yeah. the levels it has to hit and it's, it's so easy to, very easy to go underneath those levels because they set such a high standard at the time, you know.
2: They did. They really oh. did
0: for a London rap crew what they did. And if you, you have know.
2: not checked out Mud Family, obviously you can go and check out the podcast. You find a lot more. They're all on the Killer yeah. Car platform. But also... Some of their the pedigree, like you say, they set standards,
0: yeah. All of through, like, all the highbury that, that, that whole movement that happened was really important to me when it happened. When I well, I think I might have not seen it happen, but I was into like the Ronin records and yeah. all that sort of stuff, just, just around, yeah, 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 fully. Yeah. It shouts to Axilla, yeah. Um, so it was really surreal to end up in the studios with these people over mm. the years because mm. it was never planned, it was always just. You know yeah. how it how it worked out, but it, yeah, it's been it's been real blessing. And I can't wait to release the manga album. It's such a it's so it's just so different.
2: How much of that is right place at right, right time though, boys? Like because some of it is like you follow your north star. It fully is, that, is, bro. Is...
0: Down the road from here, right? I, I remember I had my I, I was working with a singer. First thing I'd ever worked with. I didn't even know how to track vocals back then. I was just blagging it, right? And she liked one of my tracks, and she could clearly see I didn't have the f- couldn't record at home, so she's like, come to a studio. This is at the time I'm buying Ronin, um, Low Life, all of that sort of era. Oh. I'm buying the vinyls as they're coming out. I go to this studio, as you getting back to your point at the right place, right time, I walk into this lift, and she's like, yeah, on the third floor. I press the button, and it's Ronin Record Studio, bro. So I'm walked in, and there's like Johnny Turnbull there, which is Mad Money Wire, I think, is if, I, if I'm right. Wow. And I walk in, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I doing in what, here with It you? was just so <laughs> surreal, bro, because it was like the first studio I end up in, just to help this girl recording vocals was Ronin Records Mad. and she didn't know I liked them yeah. she, it was just a friend of a, you know, one, yeah, yeah. someone she knew so yeah right place right time yeah. it's like that gave me like okay there's some Omen shit here um. you know I've done Long Red fucking Paolo Coelho's fucking Alchemist and all of that. <laughs> that that thing of the you know believing in the Omens yeah, yeah and all fun. of that. Yeah. You know, that so there is some truth in that I believe isn't you know,
2: it
0: mm. otherwise it's just chaos isn't it
2: yeah the whole time <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's some moments like you say in your life where you're just like it's exactly
1: why it should be. Yeah. You can feel yeah. it. Yeah, did yeah. Did you any of that yesterday, any of that? Yeah, I did, I did, uh, when I did my first bit of TV, comedy on TV, mm-hmm. I had that. It was a very, uh, yeah, it, was, it was, was- that the Harry Hill stuff? <laughs> the Harry Hill show, yeah. Because <laughs> I, did, I did a gig with Harry Hill. I didn't have an a- agent or manager, and I was like just thinking, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll never, this might be as good as it gets, which is fine had a good show and then Harry's like can you do my tv show I was like all right sure and I did the show and I had a moment before I was about to go do the set on stage and I just remember feeling grateful I was like because I was chasing something like this for years and it took me about nine ten years to get it Mm. but I remember thinking if I'd have had a little break earlier on two three years in like some people I know have I would have been a fraud. I wouldn't have been ready. I wouldn't have had the comedic ability to do myself justice. Mm. But in this moment, I was completely zen, comfortable, ready. And I, I yeah. don't. That
0: ten years is a big thing. That number, I think, is really important. Yeah. You're getting your head down for ten years. You but know, like, it, it,
1: years. I reckon, like a year before that, or two years, or three years in, I would have been real nervous and like, mm. fuck, imposter. What am I doing? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. But in that yes. moment. for you. I was like, you know what, I'm, I just need it. I, I am dead inside, but <laughs> all I needed to do was just arrive and then, you know. Yeah, you've done. done the work already. Right. Yeah, it's about doing the thing. So yeah, I would agree with that.
2: And going back to the social network of it all. Like, you have to do the 10, right. I think it's 10 years. You've got to do it. Anything else is 15 minutes of fame, isn't it? You just got to. Yeah. Well, you say it.
1: that, but some of these kids just do their 10 years online in front of cameras. Yeah, true. They smack it. it? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, that's shifting a bit, but. Yeah. Maybe f- as a, a live performer. so or certain-
0: Your thing's like an art form that you have to evolve. That thing of using technology is a bit different to that. Do you know what I mean? You Learning to use technology and having a bit of a quirky personality as opposed to learning how to write jokes, learning how to write bits, learning how to observe. That's a whole... You have to take time to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be, to be thrown into you it. Are, you know? Yeah, you've got to be it's a diff- and it's a. Sometimes I wish I was just a vlogger that could f- fucking do react to videos and make yeah. my life a bit easier, but... You do get some chops on the live circuit that you wouldn't get yeah. from talking to a camera just in your room. Right. And it's different. And I like to think that live performances are different and people will still gravitate towards them, yeah. whatever. You know, it's just, it's something about being in the room. Mm, 100%. So. Yeah, fully is different connection.
0: Yeah,
2: 100%. How much, um because we not <coughs> have to change heads Mm-mm. on our shoulders to for new delegated jobs and... How much of that, do you reckon, plays on the mental health? Because it's, it like, just constant convey about of next shit to do, next shit to do, next shit to do. Oh, bro, I've got two kids as well, mate. Really? So. <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> like, well,
0: to be honest, they're not kids anymore. But, yeah, so it's... it's, it's a, the thing is, it's just that thing, though, isn't it? And you know, I saw you, you know, when you was doing your bits coming up, you just got to get your fucking head down. Mm-hmm. Ten years or so, you just got to get... Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's all, there's a period yeah. during that where it's like, is this even... Am I am I banging my head against yeah, the yeah, wall? Yeah. But
1: <laughs> that's the thing you realise. Even if you're banging your head on the wall, it's better than yeah. not even giving it even a punch. Not trying it. Imagine yeah. that.
0: You know, no one lays there and you know regrets it. I think it, so. It didn't. so. That took me
1: a long time to realise.
2: Big up for that. It's like one. The journey, the journey's away. the best yeah. part.
1: Yeah. Because I've had lots of nice opportunities, and you know, money's good, and
2: mm.
1: a bit of clout is all right. But yeah, if you don't you know, give a shit. Yeah. You fit, you're always eyes on the next thing. You won't appreciate it, and it might never might never come around again.
0: It's yeah, for true. real. I had almost like a a, a curse. Not, not a curse, but I had a baptism of fire at the beginning when I started producing, because I was working with, like, <coughs> with <coughs> Gong Alabama Free, Antenna Fly, and I hadn't ever worked with any artists, and it was just a, a massive culture shock, you know, coming from... And at the time, I, I, had, a, I had a full-time job at Heathrow Airport, Mm-hmm. So, I was juggling the dad's thing, the Heathrow Airport Jeez. thing, coming to Brixton Jam on every one of my other days off to just, for my, off my own pee, mm-hmm. to just do engineering in the room for free pretty much for, for, for a little while just to get your foot in the door because do it's it, a studio yeah, studio. Yeah. You have to prove fucking, you can do the yeah, thing, yeah, you know, if, especially yeah. if you ain't got no qualifications because you've been working for the last got to 10 years learn on the road. So, I, you know, I had to learn by making so many mistakes. But you just battle through, and you know, and that's that's where a lot of personality can help. To be honest, mm. <laughs> what was it like working in Heathrow Airport? Uh, looking back, I realised it was torture, but at the time, it was just normality. What, what did you do there? Yeah, what um, did you do there? I always wonder how people end up in an airport working. It's very true. I think I was like nineteen or something. I worked there for like 12, 13 years. At the First Jesus point, it was like Christ. that's a long time. I was fucking like, God. yeah. God. It was trust me, it was but it was good money and it was a really interesting job. Okay. You know, it was like engineering work and stuff like that, fixing an it. Engi- oh, I thought it was, it was like... like it was like engineering like the, the, the conveyor systems and stuff like that. That's
2: sick.
0: Yeah, it's like underneath the airport at Terminal 1, there was like a two football size. Thing of conveyors, everywhere. see, and you it's know, the like only place. thing I
2: think is music video when I think of places like that, bro. I I'm wish like, I
0: could get in there, and I, I have dreams about that place still. Purely, god. like, god, it'd be amazing to shoot a video up there,
2: really. Is it crazy in those places? I'll tell you a the crazy curtain story, right? Like, it's
0: scary, that's why I try and put as little stuff through the fucking package system as possible, bro. Oh, <laughs> it's scary, I'm uh, not oh, joking. Spice alert, go trust. on, yeah, <laughs> trust. Now, there was this one time I remember, like, I was on a night shift, and this this box, like, like sometimes, like, obviously, cake. Cases would just explode because they'd get hit by other cases or whatever. Yeah. And I remember just going up one day. Cases they, they explode. Was, well, just, just cases being moved along things. It's they bash they, they, bunch, they bang up into them. each oh. other and then they just like some of them bust open or whatever.
1: If they explode. And I remember there was open. just
0: like a whole box of records on the conveyor belt system, but these were like all original Blue Note, all original, some of the earliest stuff you no. could ever think of. Otis Redding. I couldn't even stop like, reeling off names, right? The original vinyls that some idiot or some, someone who didn't know just put it in like a big brown box. Oh no. I swear, bro, it was heartbreaking.
2: Well they all just smashed yeah,
0: up. Yeah, yeah, and there was no like um no information to get them back to him. So he'll yeah. never see that box again. Did you nickel? Wow. Some. <laughs> <laughs> course, yeah. uh,
2: the truth is well, set didn't... you free. No,
0: no, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't steal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: To those that are listening and watching, there was a there was a gleam in that eye there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I mean, yeah. you do I, I do worry, you know. I remember one time I was coming through with a hard drive, you know, a playback hard drive, Right. and we ended up in Abu Dhabi. Right. Where we was gonna do the gig. And Corn. They, they, no, nothing oh. like that. No, that's another story. But no, there was there, there was this moment where we had to try and explain to them what it was because they weren't having any. of it.
1: Oh right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Never yeah. saw it back again. Oh, well, they had it. Yeah, they kept it.
2: Fucking hell. Yeah, it's Damn. like eight hundred quid. Like that. It's, why like, did for they its keep time, it anyway? They mm-hmm. didn't want to have it because they didn't understand what it was. They didn't know why it'd come through. They they didn't like the boxing of it. it was wow. just, What did you have on that? That's just playback music stuff, you know. Wow. Stuff you need. To, to make... To perform. To, to perform. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. But,
0: yeah, no, going back to, like, having <clears throat> jobs and stuff and just, you know, you have to in this, this you know, in this in music, mm. unless you're, you know, unless you're signed to a major label, but yeah. most of us nowadays have resigned to the fact that you, you can't, that that world we thought was real mm. does not exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, you, you You've don't. got to just enjoy what you do mm. and get through it and, you know, and try, yeah. you know... Try and you know, as we were saying, you are saying about mental health. You know, just try and do, do what you can to not leave a negative imprint yeah. as any one of us moves forward. You know, yeah.
2: there certainly is this wake up call for from people that you know. That it's, it's, I know being nice seems pretty obvious, <coughs> but we're all bred, yeah. born, and lived a different life. Yeah, and for real. and and I think there's a level of acceptance that we will just have to find that you know. Just on balance just do yeah, be yeah. the best you can yeah I mean the thing is as
0: musicians and as a comedian we have a responsibility and as you do as an artist as well that you need to be spreading positive you need to be spreading something that will help move something mm-hmm. positive like what you do here you know like what Joe does with comedy what I try to I do, do with music with the artists yeah, I work right. with you know this, the album I did on Blah Records before this with Sniff that was a real important record about anti-drugs yeah big Blah records as well yeah, we fav- there's
2: no blah. favoritism here big shout out to Blah all day yeah. absolutely but, uh, that,
0: was a, that was really important that that record was about making drugs look shit mm. really important that this was about not giving any glamour to this world what you were talking about yeah. of where now we are the, the consumer of drugs is the artist yeah. it was like okay we can take it from that angle but we need to show the really shit side of it 100%. And, and, that, and that to me is the only way you can sort of flip it into a positive is, is to try and educate rather than glamorise it
2: yeah Because
0: they still want to hear it, these kids, (laughs) do you know what I mean? So it's how do you skate along that line of, shit, they don't realise that we're actually talking about it negatively until they've listened a few times and they sort of get that this isn't a good place to be in this record. Yeah, but it takes a couple of listens. Yeah, and that's that's, that's, that's really important with what I do, you know, with the artists I work with. Because I I know every fucking rapper, you know, I know Mm. everyone Mm. to Mm. a point. Mm. Mm. And, you know, some people reach out to work with me, some people just like, I reach out and I want to work with them, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't, but uh, I'm just... Really about what mm. the record is going to be about, and and, and 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 is there what's the positive flip of this mm. record? And the whole thing has to have its, you know, it has to be a, a piece within itself, you know. Because mm. I won't get many chances to release records throughout my life. The more I think about it, with this c- level of, sort of control with the artist, you reckon? You know? Well, it's get, it gets harder and harder to be able to make things like this because they're, they're, they're you know it's quite niche. To well, quite, I mean, you remember, I mean, you guys are very, very niche, talk, very niche isn't it? You, you know, you
2: guys will certainly. You, this has been. Playing in the background for a while in its development, hasn't it? Yeah, there's,
0: yeah. I mean, it was wonderful. The other day, I was at the High Focus twelfth um, birthday, whatever it is, their f- whatever birthday, oh, you and were someone, there? someone was Wicked. playing it on vinyl in the in room two. I think it was um, shouts to all of a sudden. Oh, he, he come had on, the vinyl Robbie. there, and he pulled it out. I was like, wow, I've never seen one of my tracks played out, let alone as right. a, on the vinyl. Do you know, <laughs> mm. High Focus so, is well big up them. You yeah, know, shouts to all
2: them people. So yeah, I think there's a there's a real forward driving positive.
1: Just on what you were saying about how it's going to be rare for you to do it. I feel the same because there's so... like It literally took years to make this. The record's, was it, half an hour long? It's about 35, yeah. It's and one
0: year. side of a tape in my brain.
1: And people, these days, are putting out, you know, a couple episodes of a podcast a week. Mm. as an hour, two hours a week. Mm-hmm. So things seem more disposable than ever. Like a who's thousand percent gonna... they do, yeah. So yeah. it's almost... Like even I struggle to justify the time put into making an album. Yeah. All the years and the yeah. hard work for like something that's 30, 40 minutes long on Spotify. I don't I know. know. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what's left if there isn't... Well, exactly. I'm going to keep it. doing it regardless,
0: but... Yeah. It's, just, it's just the thing. It's just finding the people that are yeah. in tune with what you want to do. Cause,
1: you know, At the moment, I got. Fun. I'm sitting on my next album, yeah, probably exactly. out August... And i meant the point where I still love it so much and I'm... Don't want to m- let go of it to Don't want to let you know? go of it yeah, because yeah. once it's out and it's like a slave to the algorithm, you see yeah. the view count and, you know... It That's six
0: months you get to live with your own records right. or, or however long they are. It's such a beautiful moment when oh, it's mastered man. and you're sitting there yeah. and you're like, yeah, there's a release date. It's like it's mine for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The moment is gone. It's almost like... Two you weeks know, You know so it's, so it's not yours. Up. Yeah, you just know it just doesn't sound the same once you know other people share it. It's, yeah. It still feels great, but there's just this little beautiful moment when it's yours. Before mm. you let go of it, whereas only on your com- only on your fucking phone, mm. only you or the producer have it. Like, disposable disposable have that mentality, with? isn't it? That's coming out when? What? <laughs> when did you say that record's coming out? August.
1: August.
2: It's a disposable mentality, isn't it? it. Why, why, like that. That. That can't. Live forever with the music. It has to no. change, man. Yeah. This probably won't be
1: August, I just realised. <laughs> Schoolboy era, mate. Don't ever really announce. <laughs> you <on>. made me. <laughs> I think I said it first, but then I was thinking about it. Yeah, but now you started thinking about it. Everything's way, patterned, though. We've got a couple of singles. It's been ready for quite a while, but... Uh, so different to this record. I listened to it
0: recently. It's a really good record. I think, is it Jack, Jack Dan's produced it? Brilliant. brilliant. It's me no, and really
1: Jack shows. Dan's, no features. I wrote it in the lockdown. Ah... When I had no see, job, sensible no... sensible use of time, see? Well, I didn't have anything else going on and I, I had so much fun writing it. I was, like, thinking all live shows are done. Mm. My comedy career is done. Mm. It's over. Because <laughs> I'm a pessimist. I never actually thought really any are. of it would come back mm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I trying, to, trying to make peace of it. Mm. People were like, no, it will come back. It'll take a year or something. I was like, no, 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 it's done. Like, if a disease was invented to ruin this industry, <laughs> COVID was the, was the one.
2: And all the signs were saying...
1: We're all fucked. Yeah. So I sat right in this album. I re- it was just me in a room, a little it's bit really al- cheerful. <laughs> well, actually, it's the funniest. It's way shit. funnier. It's way. funnier the funniest, it's, it's funniest shit I've ever, way funnier than this. ever done. Funnier. Really? Funny, it's a really man. good
0: record, man. And it's, it's the backdrop of it is no, very. It's the opposite to this. Is my backdrop's almost the comedy on this, and yours. You're the straight, but on this is like your, Jack's like his backbone of that hip hop style. was really uh,
1: good. I wanted to make i was like treating it like what well, if i only could make one more thing ever again yeah. what would it want to be what would i want it to be and i wrote it so quick a lot of the stuff was done in one take it just sounds raw right this is like very conceptual it took so long to really get into it but with, with this other one it was like a racing against time almost the best man completely different approach mm. completely different result and yeah it's coming out this year this year very soon. It's all, it was the vinyl plants delays, man. Yeah, Fucked I heard me. about
2: it. Yeah, like it took in six months or something.
1: Six months, tried nine to... Really? Like, like 18 it's or ridiculous something. Ridiculous in some places, right? Yeah. Now. It's mad. Yeah. So we're waiting on the record. Hopefully they will be with us October, November, but I just want to get it out. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I wait, waited so long for the last one. Mm. Just get it out there. It was horrible all. finishing that during COVID. It really was. <clears throat> well,
2: like I say, all positives. Yeah.
0: You know? For real. For real. Mm-hmm. That's
2: it. So that's your future, Jester. What about you then, Forms? What's, uh, what's, uh, what's the future hold for you, young man?
0: Well, I run a label called Shadow Player Records. So that's got, that's basically got a few releases coming out. Got the Mongo, Mongo and Sniff album to come out soon. Just waiting to get some videos done for that.
2: Nice. Got an artist
0: from Sheffield, a young lad called Skint, who is amazing. Shouts to Skint. He's got some bits coming out. Sheffield, um, yeah. I work, you know, I've Old probably worked with Sheffield more Sheffield, Sheffield rappers crew. than you than London yeah, rappers man, at this point in my Sheffield life. Like, from like mm-hmm. Trillion and Sniff to Skin and a, who else? There's a couple up there. I think Kid, Kid, Kid Acne, I was I'm probably possibly gonna be doing something with as well. Kid Acne, yo. Yeah, what a legend. Absolute legend. Time. Amazing artist. Great name. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, shouts to the Sheffield crew. But mm. um, yeah, so that's yeah, so Shadow Play Records just got all that coming up, really. Just um, just basically, I'm moving studio at the moment as well, so everything's sort of on hold for a couple of months. just where I sort of get a new place, basically. Um, but the Mongo and Sniff's probably going to be the next thing. There'll be a Forms Instrumental project at some point soon. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, just yeah, just running the label, basically, is a priority right now, really, you know. Yeah, it is. Will we do
1: another album? I'd
2: love to. There you go. It's official, exclusive on here. Come on. <laughs> My, did, what year my, do you want it out? Yeah,
1: it's probably be another decade away, Or <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> well,
2: at least another COVID outbreak. Come yeah, on.
1: hopefully, fingers crossed for another pandemic. Yeah, no, yeah, I can yeah, really yeah, knuckle yeah, down yeah. with that.
2: If there's a pandemic, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and on that fine note, two gentlemen that. Uh, do make sure you check out. Love, love, people.
1: Yeah, Peace. Right
2: there, Jester Jacobs. Thanks for Thornton. having us down. Thanks yeah, so exactly much for coming you, man, through, guys. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Man. Thank you. I know you guys love it. Sharing is caring. Tell a friend to tell a friend, all right? Love is everywhere. Big up, Calm, as well. Big up, too walk. much, yeah, so. <laughs> Listen, you stay lucky, people, all right? Crime don't pay, but neither do they. Don't talk to anyone, I wouldn't. Peace.